0: Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Today's story is Peggy's Promise. Clara, Peggy called from her front porch, wait a minute. I want to tell you something. She hurried down the walk toward the gate where Clara stood waiting. What's so important, Clara asked. You look as if you'd found a million dollars or something. "'No,' Peggy told her. "'I haven't found a million dollars or anything like it. "'I've got a job for tonight. "'I've been wanting to get a job so that I could help buy my school clothes, "'and now I've found one. "'I'm going to care for Mrs. Ross's twins. "'Mrs. Ross has to go and look after her sick mother for a few hours.' "'Oh, that,' Clara said. "'I wouldn't say that was much of a job. "'I took care of Mrs. Ross's twins once when they were tiny babies, "'but Mrs. Ross was so crabby I preferred not to work for her anymore.' Clara began walking slowly away from the gate. Well, have fun, she said. Maybe you will like the way Mrs. Ross gives orders better than I did. Peggy went back to sit on the porch again. She felt uneasy. Was Clara jealous, or was Mrs. Ross really hard to work for? She saw Clara turn the corner toward Mary's house. It had been fun being friends with Clara and Mary. They were both very popular, and Peggy always felt popular when she was with them. "'Mrs. Ross was ready to leave when Peggy arrived. "'I'm so glad you're on time,' she said as she showed Peggy into the house. "'This is a trying time for me, and I would feel much better "'if I could find somebody I knew I could depend on. "'I would like to tell you just what I expect you to do "'so that we will understand each other right at the start. "'I want you to promise me that you won't leave the house under any circumstances. "'If anything goes wrong with the twins, I want you to call me immediately. "'Will you promise?' "'Yes, of course,' Peggy said. "'You don't need to worry.' "'I feel that I can trust you,' Mrs. Ross said thoughtfully. "'But we had a very frightening experience with one girl who came to look after the twins, "'and I have worried ever since. "'I don't want to seem cross, but our children are very dear to us, and we can't take chances.' "'I know,' Peggy said. "'My parents are very strict about the way I take care of our baby. "'Mother says that his welfare must come first because he is so tiny and helpless.' If you will give me the telephone number where I can reach you, I'll put it right here on the table by my books. After Mrs. Ross had gone, Peggy looked around to see if there was anything she should do before she started her homework. The twins were already sleeping peacefully. There were dishes in the kitchen that should be washed. She filled the sink with hot water and added soap. It would take only a few minutes, and then everything would be in order when Mrs. Ross came home. But before she could start the dishes, she heard a tapping at the door. She turned on the light and looked out. Clara and Mary were standing on the porch. We saw Mrs. Ross leave, Clara said. We thought maybe you would want to slip out for a few minutes and go with us to the drugstore for a soda. You wouldn't be gone over half an hour. I couldn't go, Peggy told her. I promised Mrs. Ross that I wouldn't leave the house. Something might happen to the twins. Don't be silly, Clara said. Nothing could possibly happen. You could lock the door. Get your coat and we'll be on our way. Peggy, Mary said. She sounded impatient. Are you coming or not? Maybe you don't want to be friends with us. Peggy thought a minute, then picked up her coat from the chair. She unlocked the screen and started out the door. Then she hesitated. No, she said. I can't do it. I promised. She stepped back into the house and hooked the screen door again. I want to be friends with you, but I can't break my promise. You sure do want to be friends with us, Mary laughed as she and Clara hurried down the dark street. Peggy knew that was the end of their friendship, but there wasn't anything she could do about it. She closed the door slowly and went back to the kitchen. The window above the sink was open just a little bit, and the cold air felt good as it blew against her face. The night seemed to be getting colder, and the wind was beginning to blow. Peggy was putting the dish towel away when she thought she smelled smoke. She went back to the sink and sniffed the air from the open window. She did smell smoke, like rubber burning! Then she was sure something was on fire somewhere. Close. She ran from room to room. Everything was in order, but the smell of smoke was getting stronger. She opened the back door and looked out. At first, she could see nothing but the lights on the next street. But as her eyes became accustomed to the darkness, she saw a huge cloud of black smoke rising toward the stars. She couldn't tell how far away it was, but it couldn't be more than half a block. She closed the door with a bang. Her heart was pounding. She stood in the middle of the kitchen floor trying to think. Should she call Mrs. Ross? Should she waken the twins in case she had to get them out of the house? The wail of sirens broke the silence. Fire engines were coming. Her heart pounded even more loudly as the engines with their circling red lights howled down the street. They slowed and stopped in front of the house just two doors away. People rushed from their homes and ran up and down the street shouting to one another. "'Peggy wanted to join them and see what was going on, "'but she had to stay with the twins. "'So Peggy stood at the door, trying to see what was happening. "'The smoke was swirling among the houses. "'Now and then she caught a glimpse of angry flames. "'Then she saw Mrs. Ross running up the stairs, her face deathly white. "'You're still here?' Mrs. Ross asked in a thin, strange voice. "'Of course I'm here,' Peggy said proudly. "'I promised you I wouldn't leave the house.' "'Mrs. Ross sank down on a chair and covered her face with her hands.' I guess I'm acting a little silly, but I had such a scare the other time. When my twins were very small, I had to be gone for a couple of hours. I asked a girl to watch the babies for me, but when I got to town, I found that I had taken the wrong purse, so I had to come back. The door was locked, and Clara was gone. I couldn't get in because my keys were in the other purse. I had to climb through a window to get into my own house. "'Fortunately, nothing had happened to the babies, "'but it still frightens me to think of all the things that could have happened. "'Did you say the girl's name was Clara?' Peggy asked. "'Yes,' Mrs. Ross answered. "'Her name was Clara. "'I'm afraid she's a friend of yours. "'That's one thing that worried me.' "'I thought Clara was a friend of mine,' Peggy said. "'But she really isn't. "'She and Mary wanted me to go to the store, "'but I told them I had promised not to leave the house.' "'Mrs. Ross began to smile.' When Clara came back that day and found that I was home, she turned and ran away. She has never been near me since. As Peggy walked home along the crowded street, she was thankful that she hadn't let Clara and Mary persuade her to break her promise. The fire had been put out, the air was clean and crisp, the stars were bright, and Peggy's heart was singing. The story you've heard today was first published as part of the Vacation Bible School program in the book God's World by the Review and Herald Publishing Association and the General Conference Sabbath School Department. If you are interested in any other products published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955.